You know, folks, I almost forgot about this last... I did forget about this last week because we had the quick turnaround time with recording and everything, but Quig's over here, the pessimist. Big-time pessimist, never positive about anything. They always call him Negative Ryan, and it's, you know, it's a nickname that sticks. It's not even catchy. They they always call me Negative Ryan. Many people are saying this. But Quig's the pessimist here thought that the, our Philadelphia football Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, were going to lose to the Indianapolis Colts, some clowns in Indianapolis, and they did not. I know, I know it was close. The Eagles did make it interesting, but they pulled out the W. And per Flyperbole Law, we, we had a little gentleman's agreement that Quiggs would have to watch a movie of my choosing if the birds pulled out the W, and they certainly did. So... I'm going to give a movie to Quiggs that he's going to have to watch and talk about it on the show. Now, I've got a couple lined up here because I want it to be something you've never seen before, Ryan. I'm excited. I don't, I don't know what... So this we did not talk about this before the show. So no. I have no idea what you what Steve has, what he's about to present to me. I briefly, and it's just a total side note while I'm doing this, uh, I've got a the Red Wings Sabres game on right now and the Sabres... Since I, I put it on, the Sabres were up four to one, and now it is tied four to four. This is just such Buffalo Sabres shit right here. The, Sa- the Sabres are sabering big time, big time sabering, and I, I just had to mention that because it's very funny to me. Because as a, a Flyers fan watching this just miserable excuse for a hockey team, it's funny to laugh at other miserable excuses for a hockey team. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. Okay, back to the film here. Back to the film. So. The first film I have selected, okay, let's see if you've seen this one. It's it's a classic in some circles. I mean, you've probably heard of it. Have you ever seen the classic film Twins? <laughs> no, I have not. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. They're brothers, they're twins. <laughs> you've never seen this. They're, they're brothers and they're twins? Yes. You've never, you don't know Twins. No, I assume they're not identical twins, correct? Uh, that, I, I, that's the assumption there, but yes, that's the premise of the movie. Okay, great. I don't have to go down my list. The first one's going to stick here. So twins, okay? You are tasked, not necessarily <laughs> by the next episode, but I would like sometime within the next month or so for you to watch the film Twins and come back to me with your notes, okay? This is a film that I knew about my entire life. Right. Like I grew up in the 80s and early 90s and everything like I grew up in the 80s and 90s and Twins was definitely uh, a film that I had seen the poster and was very aware of existing, but had never actually seen until a few years ago. And let me tell you, folks, when I saw Twins for the first time, I thought I knew what to expect from this movie and it was not what i expected there were twists and turns but i don't want to spoil too much of it for for our dear quigs here but i think you're i'm very excited to see what you think about the various twists and turns in the film twins so twins with arnold schwarzenegger 
and Danny DeVito. That is your assignment. Is Twins on Netflix? I don't know. I'll look it up. I don't know which if it's okay. on any streaming service. But uh, hell, I'll buy it for you. I don't care. I'll buy you a DVD copy from a bootlegger at it 13th like and Market. It, it sounds like the type of movie that would be on DVD. DV, not Blu-ray. DVD at the library. Oh, it's 100% on DVD at the library. I guarantee you it's I, on it's DVD It's got to be there. Yes. But it, it I'm sure it's... What, PG-13? It's uh, that's a good question. What let's see if Siri knows offhand. Hey Siri, what is the movie Twins rated? Siri's still not talking to me. You know, it's uh, it's rated PG. You guys having some problems? We are. We're we're not on speaking terms currently. It's bad. <laughs> uh, it's rated PG, but this is by like late eighties, early nineties PG. So you okay. can get away with a lot more for a PG movie than you can today. I'm looking at the movie. And I'm looking at the theatrical poster and, uh, wow, I'm excited. (laughs) I'll tell you what, Twins is a blast. It's, it is a very, very typical movie of the times in. Tell me this. Would, what do you prefer Twins or Jingle All the Way? So have you seen Jingle All the Way? Because that was on my short list as well. I love Jingle All. That's legit. I'm not ironically one of my favorite Christmas movies. People, people shit all over Jingle All the Way, and I think it's hilarious. I think it's a, it's just ridiculous. It's fun. It's It's a movie that knows it's ridiculous, and I respect movies that lean into what they are. You know, some movies are B movies, and they acknowledge that and they live it. They live, love, learn. All that fun stuff. And live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. There you go. And Jingle All the Way does all those. Checks all the boxes. So I I think they're both I think they're both just quality Arnold Schwarzenegger films right there. Uh Twins, I mean Twins has the Danny DeVito factor going for it. And again, I just want you to go in as relatively blind as possible, besides knowing the basic premise. Because I am I I'll tell you, when I saw this movie. I was just stunned at the places it went, and I want to see what you think about it. I didn't know that he also... So Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger have done multiple movies together. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, are we talking about Junior? Junior. Hello, I am a man and I am pregnant. This is the premise of the film. <laughs> Why the fuck? How did these movies happen? Twins like... Cocaine. That's how these understand. movies happen. Cocaine. Junior. Oh Junior. <laughs> Junior. Junior. I am a man. It is pregnant. Do you get it? It's funny. <laughs> Good God. This is I'm telling you, man, we need more movies like this today. I agree. Make make Hollywood cocaine up again. Yeah, dude. We need people doing blow. We like, need we the Colombian pipeline to open back up. Steve, you know what happens? At midnight on the 3rd of December, correct? What is that, Quiggs? What happens then? The best movie possibly in the last, since the turn of the millennium, comes out. And it hits theaters. (laughs) Since the turn of the millennium. You know what I'm talking about, Steve? What movie is that, Quiggs? 22 years ago. (laughs) I'm talking about none other than Violent Night, baby. I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to be the first one in the theater. 
I'm going to have my $30 bag of popcorn. <laughs> I'm going to have a gigantic thing of soda. So much soda. So much Sprite in particular. So much Sprite that I am going to have to run to the bathroom mid-movie and miss part of it because <sighs> I have no self-control. Violet Knight, just to, to recap for everybody, is the Santa Claus action movie that's coming out where, where Santa Claus has to fight back against a bunch of terrorists, I'm assuming. I don't even know. Yeah, they're like bad people who are trying to like rob a rich family's house. One of them Which is John like, Leguizamo. I hate this movie. Already it's terrible because it's like, oh, the rich are like they're eating the rich. Fuck them. Let, <laughs> let, let them go. Let the robbers win. Let the robbers win. Yeah, you know, Santa Claus needs to help the unfortunate out there. Maybe there's a twist. Who knows? Did I tell you about my idea for a Christmas movie? <laughs> What's that? So there needs to be a Christmas movie starring, uh, what's his name? Seth Rogen. And um, who's the other guy who's with him in all, like, all the movies? <laughs> who's the other guy he, who's with him? He was in Spider-Man. Oh, you're talking about James Franco, who's been canceled about James like 25 Franco. times at this point. Yeah. Oh, has he really been canceled? He's, I'm, I'm fairly certain he did some he did some shit and you don't really see James. I, I think Seth Rogen even disavowed him. But let's pretend we're in a universe where this didn't oh, wow. happen. Okay. What's your pitch? Oh, wow. OK. All right. So I think there needs to be. Let's a movie put Dave Franco in there. His brother. Dave, Dave Franco, Franco is completely untouched by all of this. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he's done, well, maybe not, I don't know. I don't want, yeah, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, let's not make assumptions about anybody in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be a a Christmas movie called A Mary Jane Christmas, where Seth Rogen and whoever is his, Dave Franco, are (laughs) hanging out and they're getting super high on the couch on Christmas Eve, watching like ECW from 1998, nine reruns. And they get like super high. They fall asleep on the couch. They made like hash cookies because Christmas Eve. Santa comes, th- sees the cookies, doesn't realize they're hash cookies, eats all of them. They're all super high. And he's like stumbling around the house. And then it's just a high ass Santa going on an adventure with Seth and Rogen. I'm ass- and yeah, Dave I'm assuming. Franco. Whatever Franco brother is uncanceled at that point and Seth Rogen have to help Santa with all of his deliveries throughout the night while they're completely baked. Yeah. Did you just Think write a sequel to Pineapple Express? I may have. <laughs> like you wrote the Pineapple I Express Christmas movie is what it sounds like. Listen, listeners, if you're a screenwriter or you know someone who is who works in Hollywood as a very famous director... You tell him my pitch. We're all we make have a lot to do money together. Listen, all we have to do is we rent a cabin for uh, a week. Okay, <laughs> we we hit up Yuri Latera's guy, get some Yuri Latera's <laughs> par- life of the party candy. Okay, Yorl. and then free- <laughs> and whatever Yorl provides us with will give us the power to to knock out this screenplay within the week. Yeah. I mean, if we could just befriend um, Steven Spielberg, that would be great. Just casually? Yeah. And and you know Steven Spielberg is renowned for his stoner movies. For his stoner movies. (laughs) 
Big time stoner movie producer, Steven Spielberg. You know, I saw all those classic like Cheech and Chong pairings with him when I was going down that list the other day, because we were actually literally just talking about Spielberg movies in the Slack chat the other day, because there was a, an AV club list because uh, his new film, the Fableman's about to come out, which is uh, I believe an autobiographical film. And we were looking at the list of just, it was like every Spielberg movie ranked. And I was actually looking at all the ones I hadn't seen, which is a shocking number, frankly, because I consider myself, Somebody who's seen more films than the average person, and I can't believe how many Spielberg movies I had not seen, so I need to jump on top of those. But, you know, I gotta say, I didn't really see that many stoner films on the list when I looked. Listen, not a people, not many people know that Dude, Where's My Car is a Spielberg movie. Oh, is that right? And it's one of the best. Yeah. I'm making that up, but still. Are you? As I, I mean... You're making that up. I can't believe it. Wow. (laughs) The cinematography in that movie is amazing. So it makes sense. (laughs) It is amazing. It's quite good. (laughs) But that's my, that's my Christmas movie pitch. A Mary Jane Christmas. Santa gets high with Seth Rogen and Dave Franco or whoever else. Oh, uh, fucking who's the guy from Goon? The Canadian guy. Sean William Scott. No, no. Uh, oh, no, Jay well, Barishaw. Canadian guy. Jay Barishaw. I don't think Sean William perfect. Scott's Canadian. He's just the star of Goon. That's all. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is I don't know if Actually, he is or not, like though. He, I feel like he might be Canadian. Let's see. Let's look. You know, no, we do American. have the capability to look this up. So well, I'm... he's from Minnesota, which is basically Canada. Mm, yeah, it's like American Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Cottage Grove, Minnesota. That's the most Minnesota name I've ever heard in my life. Cottage Grove. That's peak Minnesota right there. (laughs) Yeah, you got Dave Barishall. You got uh, Danny McBride is always down for a goofy hangout like this, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking Danny McBride could be Santa. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, fuckers. Ho, ho, ho. He's Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to fuck up Christmas for all these little kids. Yeah. Oh, man. It has to happen, Steve. It has to happen. I need someone. I need one of our millions of listeners to give me the hookup and make this thing come to life. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'm in for that. I mean, Seth Rogen could also play Santa, but I mean, if you're going with it, well, whatever. Or you know what? You know, it's perfect for Santa there. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson will be Santa in this. Do you even do you know who Craig Robinson is? Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here talking about Craig Robinson and you're silent. It's okay Craig if you don't Robinson. know. Craig Robinson. I have Robinson. no idea who that is. Oh my god! And this is because you don't really watch sitcoms and you're not you don't know The Office. He was uh, Daryl on The Office. You he was in Pineapple Express. Oh yeah, I know him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Craig. He was, yeah, he Craig was in a Pizza Hut commercial recently. <laughs> He's been in a lot of Pizza Hut commercials, and it looks like He's having his fair share of Pizza Hut. Not to sound like Jack Edwards, but it looks like he had his fair share. I was share about of the to say who. Did you just go to the Jack Edwards school of fat shaming? I did, but I'm a fat guy, so I can fat shame. Where Jack Edwards is decidedly <laughs> not a fat man, so he cannot fat shame. But to, to transition into that real quick, what the hell was up with that Jack Edwards clip where he's talking about Patrick Maroon? I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but he was just talking about Patrick Maroon just eating a ton of meals throughout the day and basically like fat shaming Patrick Maroon, who... Yeah, I mean, we've all seen the big rig without a shirt. That's not a fat man. 
No, it's not. I don't know why. I don't know. It was just so out of left field. Like, why the fuck is Jack Edwards, of, like, of all the things to be saying, like, why are you taking jabs at Pat Maroon? Like, it's just, it's very odd. Jack Edwards is an odd guy. And I, I love that Pat Maroon came out today on Twitter and it was basically saying, like, hey, here's a charity for, you know, people with body issues. Go contribute to this and uh, screw off Jack Edwards. I love that. I thought that was a really a good response from Pat Maroon. Yeah, we've really turned a corner he's on Pat Maroon. Fat. No, he's not. We've all seen the big rig without a shirt. He's not fat. The man is in great shape. I would love to look like the big rig. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe he's got, uh, like, a tiny bit of chunk. No, there's nothing. There's no chunk. No chunk to be found. Sloth doesn't look... There's no sloth to love chunk here. None of that. But... <laughs> I'm just thinking back, like, what a turn in my decade of podcasting about the Flyers at this point that has been made on Pat Maroon. Because Pat Maroon, as some of you, most of you I'm sure know, Pat Maroon was a Flyers prospect back in the day. Actually got kicked out of the organization and got exiled over to Anaheim and bounced around for a bit before he became a perennial Stanley Cup champion. And he went from a guy that we kind of resented for, I don't know, never making it with the Flyers and then just kind of just being a big player. And that was pretty much it to just being a fun little slice of the NHL right there. And I mean, he's given, I mean, he basically has the, the Jason Kelsey speech of NHL parades right there. Yes. That whole thing where he comes out with the glasses on and the scar, like the whole thing is great. Like Pat Maroon is actually awesome. And I I can't believe I'm saying this. No, I love – I mean, he's turned out to be a really fun guy in the NHL. Like, I, I didn't have that on my bingo card, but, like, you know what, man? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I'm also here for any time we can take swipes at Jack Edwards because Jack Edwards is just the worst. He's a real bastard. I'll tell you what. A great A Yeah, it's a shame because, like, if he just would – like, listen, I get it. Like, he's – He's doing play-by-play for Nesson. Like, you, your job is kind of to be a homer, but, like, he just takes it so far. And sure. It's like, dude, show, like, try and maybe tone it back a tiny bit, and he just, like, he's incapable of doing that. I mean, if you think about it, like, Jim Jackson for the Flyers, fantastic professional broadcaster right there. We all love JJ around these parts. But JJ will pander to the home crowd when he's, he's doing Flyers homer. broadcasts because, yeah. well, that's what he you're should. supposed to be. Yeah, every yeah, exactly. home broadcaster is a homer, and when they're not homers, that's when it's actually kind of annoying as a fan of the home team. Like Tom McCarthy for the Phillies, okay? Tom McCarthy's a solid broadcaster, right? But part of the issue I think a lot of Phillies fans would have with Tom McCarthy is he's a very good neutral broadcaster, but he doesn't really, he doesn't do good at being a homer for the Phillies and everything. And J.J., Sometimes to a fault, we'll go to bat for the Flyers and make kind of excuses and say things were penalties where they weren't. It's very rare. I think JJ's a great professional broadcaster, but, you know, he has moments like that. But he never goes to the lengths that Jack Edwards is going in. Again, like just talking about like Pat Maroon just eating meals like a hobbit throughout the day. Second breakfast, eleven seas, brunch, like... He's just saying that Pat Maroon's just like, you know, slopping down food all day long. And this is in good shape. He's just a large hockey player. He's a large human being. What was that word you said? Brunch? You, you mean 
Breakfast, lunch, lunch, dinner. Lunner. Do you please tell me you remember the video of Sam Moran not knowing what brunch is? Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. That's right. Sam Moran. Everyone was like yelling at him. (laughs) No idea what brunch is. Sam Samuel Moran. Just uh, what what a what a strange thing to not know. Breakfast, lunch. (laughs) He's like breakfast, lunch, lunch, dinner. Dinner, lunch, and everyone's like screaming, like, "Dude, brunch! Holy shit!" God, I totally forgot about that. Was a good pull right there. I totally forgot about that one. Hockey players are so stupid. (laughs) We love them, but man, they're pretty dumb. They are so dumb, man. It's dude, Pat Maroon, wasn't it? Pat Maroon who said, "I I play hockey, not school." play hockey not school what a quote for the ages that's a a real modern day yogi barrow right there yeah and then jonathan bernier didn't know who um who uh nelson mandela is oh that's right i forgot about that too oh man (laughs) so many moments of he thought he was a hockey player jesus christ yeah he sounds like a hockey player nelson mandela it does not yeah it's not it's not a hockey name He's one of the best athletes in the world. All the things he did on and off the ice. And uh, <laughs> and it's like, wait, do you think Nelson Mandela played in the NHL? If Nelson Mandela did play in the <laughs> NHL, though, everybody call him Mandy. Oh, God, yeah. Or oh, Nancy, be... something like that. They'd be like, oh, Mandy over there. You know, he's, you know, he's got top-notch hands. He's just a, a real, you know, gentle spirit. <laughs> but he's a fierce competitor at the same time. He'd love it too. He'd love being called Mandy in the NHL. I, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. It's. <laughs> I was trying to explain this to Emily the other day, just how hockey players will make these nicknames that sometimes don't even make sense, but it's always like yeah. something C or R or something like that. So like, and the funniest one to me to this day is Matt Reed turning into Reader. They actually made his name longer for the nickname. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's so funny. So, but then again, it's, what a culture. Such a, it's such a short name. Like, I guess you kind of have to, but like, I guess, I guess, but reader just know. seems, it just seems silly. I don't know what else to what? call him. Matt. <laughs> what Matt. if they called him Matt? That is his Meet Reed. Dad Reed. Meet, Meet Reed. That's right. You know? Meet should have been his nickname. Yeah. Yeah. So many good ones in there. Meet Reed. <laughs> was that a Sam and Sammy tweet right there? I think that was. I can't remember if it was a set. It's just, I can't remember if it was Slam and Sammy or if that was like during the game, like on the broadcast. They had me. Oh, it might have been. I mean, you know, broadcasts are not perfect. That's where Steve Hartnell came from. Broadcast error right there. Let's see. I'm going to try and see if I can find a. uh... A meat read. So I typed in, I typed in Matt Reed meat. And now I just, I'm looking at images and I'm just getting like pummeled to submission with photos of like steak <laughs> now put that into one of those ai image generators and see what happens <laughs> yeah what what is that what's it called again like AI? i don't even know there's a bunch of them but like i i'm just imagining because they're usually just the most horrific images you've ever seen and i'm imagining if we put in matt reed meat it would give us maybe like Matt Reed with like a hamburger face or Matt Reed made of hamburger or just a I cheeseburger like for a head. isn't important enough for the AI to know who he is. Well, so the AI knows all, okay? Except 
sometimes it does nothing. But <laughs> it right, just so pulls images I'm, off the internet. I'm putting this one in. Claude Giroux on roller coaster. Wait, you found one and you're putting it in? I'm putting, yeah. I want you to put in Matt Reed meat. I want to know okay, what happens. I'll do that. I want to know what happens. It takes a while. It does take a while because the AI's got to, ge- it's got to make art. Your art is the best art of all the art. It's got to make art. Yeah. It's ca- that's how art's made, kids. <laughs> Oh, this is so fun. All right, so this is not Matt Reed. It's Claude Giroux on a roller coaster, but like, it's so fun. All right, let me, I'm going to save this. And now I'm going to do Matt Reed. Meat Reed. All right. Meat Reed. (laughs) Holy shit. Matt Reed Flyers Meat. Yes, this is, you know, what? it's it's amazing because BSH radio is also being recorded tonight and I can guarantee you that Bill, Charlie and Kelly did not go onto an AI generator to look up meat read. <laughs> Had an edge. Oh my God. I'm on the edge this of my seat. This is the content this. people. This is the most exciting the moment people love BSH. in months. People love this. People live for this. They crave it. Most exciting thing I've had all week, and I met the fanatic dressed as Santa Claus. Fanta Claus. Fanta. <laughs> why is that so funny to me? It Fanta. is funny. I don't know why it is Fanta Claus. It's just it's just funny. No, they they opened up Citizens Bank Park on Saturday for Christmas stuff, so we went and and actually it was cool because we actually got to go down to the dugouts and I took some pictures where I tried to look like a a, a baseball manager. But, you know, I'm not. I'm Steve. Listen, I believe in you, Steve. You can be a manager. <laughs> I can be whatever I put my mind to. I think anybody could be a baseball manager, you know. It, most coaches, really. You could just kind of show up. and. But baseball manager especially. All you have to do is argue with the I ump. I think I could. Like, I think every fifth game, you go up to the ump, you like kick some dirt on them. You go, what are you? You're just a giant piece of shit, aren't you? Okay. Oh, you, oh yeah. I just control all. I can't tell the strike zone. Blah, blah, blah. If you're a baseball manager and you get ejected for yelling at the ump, but you don't throw your hat, you should be fired on the spot. You have to throw your hat. You got to throw your hat. You have got to throw your hat. And you actually should get, you should get a bonus if you spit at him. So I typed in, this is weird. Wow. I knew it would be weird. Oh yeah. Send it over to me. I don't know. There's nothing. There's just no. Just take a screenshot and say, I don't care what it is. I want it. I don't know what is happening here. It's the Flyers Arena. But. There's no meat. Where's, what is this? where's the meat? What is, where's the beef? Reed? Where's the beef? There's no beef. It lo- wait. It looks like the crowd is made of meat. <laughs> it does look like the crowd. Is, is the made crowd of made of meat? It looks like the the crowd is like like a marble steak. So the so the the arena, the ice is like it's smaller than it normally is. It's it's like circular and it looks like there's essentially like a goal outline. It also could be a butt cheek made of orange in the middle. And then there's the most pathetic 
little Flyers logo you've ever seen. It looks like a dying squid <laughs> with a so diamond bad. eye. It's very strange. And it could be, this might just all be a giant butthole, but <laughs> I mean, it, it, it looks it like the crowd's made of meat. Flyers. It is depicting the Flyers arena, so it could vary. What well did you be. type in? I typed in Matt Reed, Philadelphia Flyers, meat. Okay, just just type in Matt Reed, meat. It's, okay. Yeah, I, I can't. This is this is uh, this is a bizarre image, and I knew it was going to give us something weird, but I didn't anticipate being something this weird. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. This what is like a fever dream image right meat. here. This is I, like. I don't know. This is a fever. This is something that I've seen in Silent Hill. Matt Reed meat is just going to be some random white guy. That's fine. Reading a steak. That's fine. I'm in. Like it's a book. Matt Reed meat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really curious to see what it comes up with for this. I want to know. Like, I just don't understand what. So just so you all understand, and this should not be a shock to you. We have not talked about a single thing on our on our like spreadsheet for the show yet. The bet's we're the ha- only thing on there. We're literally half an hour in, and we have a ten game bet for. <laughs> we have a ten game Flyers losing streak to talk about, and we haven't talked about it once. Yeah, we do. I'd rather not, Steve. I'd rather just continue making AI. That's what BSA radios for. They're going to talk about the 10 game losing streak. They're going to talk about all that. Go listen to Charlie O'Connor, Bill Matz and Kelly Hinkle. I think Steph was off this week. So that's why Steph's not being mentioned, but go listen to them. They'll give you all the analysis you need. This team fucking sucks. They're going to lose 10 more. You'll be shocked to know that this AI generator is very confused. It's still trying to draw Matt Reed meat. Yes. It doesn't know what to do. It doesn't. We've confused it. We've broken the machine. We've broken the internet. This is how, this you, is how you win in the Matrix. You have to give it confusing things like Matt Reed Meat, and the Matrix can't compute it. What else should I draw after Matt Reed Meat? <laughs> Rasmus Ristolainen winner. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think it's an AI generated. While we wait for Matt Reed Meat, Maybe you could try Morgan Frost toilet seat because that's apparently <laughs> something that John Tortorella wanted to introduce us to this week. So John Tortorella, we've been waiting for the beast to be unleashed. Okay. We've been waiting for full torts to come on. And this week we got a little taste of it. Okay. Torts is headed to Flavortown bitches. And it's, it's a little bit sour. Okay. So <laughs> Tortorella, <laughs> this is from Gianna, Gianna Han at the Inquirer. Put this quote up from Torch said, you look at Frosty. I still think he's up and down like a toilet seat. What? What? Up and down like a toilet seat. That's one of the last comparisons I would have made for up and down. I like you could never. You could say roller coaster. You could say, I don't know. What else goes up and down? Seesaw. Uh, Seesaw. Seesaw roller coaster. He went toilet seat. And it's he went like, toilet seat. God he went for something that is a, a inherently negative connotation. And th- so he did this. He also came out and basically wouldn't answer questions on the team's performance the other day. 
and just told them to like write based on what they watched. So torts, we're, we're kind of reaching. So I decided we need a torts meter, right? Because you have different levels of torts. So I decided to base this on the Homeland Security threat level. Okay. Because torts, you know, kind of goes through the same thing. So we've got low, the green level. Okay. That's a low risk of tort sass. We got blue, which is yeah. guarded. A general risk of tort sass. Okay. So, you know, he's, you might be getting his attention, but he's not, he's probably not going to attack you. Okay. Elevated, significant risks of tort sass. That's the yellow one. Okay. So green low, blue guarded, and yellow is elevated. Okay. So, you know, he, he, he's aware that you're doing something that pisses him off and he might be coming for you. You better watch out. We got orange, which is appropriate because the flyers, that's a high risk of tort sass. Okay. <laughs> you, you are in the danger zone, buddy. And you better watch out. Okay. That put on your splash guard. Cause torts is going to sass you your sass card. <laughs> and then of course we've got red severe, severe risk of tort sass. He's going to scream. He's going to talk about your mother. Okay. He's going to kick you in the face with his horse. You better watch out at the thread. He's going to kick you in the face with his horse. He, yeah, that's what he does. So now. here's the funny thing. The funny thing about Tortorella is like from blue up. Like, like literally, honestly, the weird thing about Torres is like he could be any of these colors after any type of game. Like the Flyers could win and he could be furious. Like, if they play like shit, but they win, he'll say it. We were all shocked when he came out after the win last night against the Islanders. So the Flyers beat the New York Islanders 3-1 to last night, broke their 10-game losing streak. They had not won since the beginning of the month. So finally, they had put up another win in the month of November. And we were kind of expecting Torts to come out and just say, yeah, I wasn't so great. <laughs> But he was pretty complimentary. You know, he, he, he was proud of his boys for for breaking yeah. that streak. And they were up on the toilet seat that day. Is up good? Because up is very rude if you leave the toilet seat up. Because then you somebody could fall in. No. Yeah. So is no. down I mean, good? Especially, in, especially if you are in the house with ladies, you got to put the seat down. I, I As somebody who grew up with his mother and two sisters in the household, I am painfully aware of that. You must always. You must. The other weird thing about this toilet seat comment is that he said this before. This is actually, he's playing the hits right here. He said this about Matt Calvert before. <laughs> Matt Calvert. Matt Calvert. That's not a great, that's not great company for Mr. Frosty over here. No, he's it's not heard. ideal. Yeah. Not ideal, but like, is this a saying? Is this a Canadian saying? I, I remember one time I had a customer at one of my old jobs that replied back saying a situation was a real dog's breakfast, which I thought was one of the weirdest things I'd ever seen written in an email. And I found out that's, that's a saying, apparently, especially in Canada. And I say it myself now because it sounds so weird. But <laughs> is... The toilet seat up and down like a toilet seat, a, a saying like a real dog's breakfast. I don't know. I've never heard it, but it does make sense. Like, sure. 
I, I, I'm just like, what stinks about the use of that is that he used it for Morgan Frost, someone that like fans would like to see play well. It would be really funny if he said that about like Ristolainen. That would oh be my hilarious. god! If he said that about Ristolainen, if he said that about TDA, it would be funny as shit. I would be laughing about that for days. Yeah. But the fact that he said it about Morgan Frost, it's more just like peculiar haha, as opposed to like actually hilarious haha. The man is always looking for some sort of motivation. Always. Always. That would How's our AI up? doing? Can we fire up this AI? Is, has it figured out Matt Reed meat yet? It has not figured out Matt Reed meat. God damn it. God it damn is. It. Hold on. Let me try something here. You might have broken it. You, you might have broken the system. I'm By you, I mean me. Again. This is my idea. <laughs> I'm going to try this again. Matt Reed, meet. <laughs> if this we'll doesn't work, does. if, if I, I kind of just want to put it Matt Reed made of meat if this doesn't work because I'm a sicko. A sicko. What time? Paid creations finish in three to ten seconds. Free requests take one to 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, I'll Venmo you however much I have to. Uh, between, I'll Venmo, I'll Venmo you for this and for Twins, okay, in advance. I, I want you to buy the, the finest Blu-ray copy of Twins you can find for this experience, and we'll figure that out. All right, we're, we're going to wait for the AI, okay? The AI, after the commercial we'll break, yeah. we'll, we'll see if the AI can come up with what we need it to. Well, we're still waiting for the AI, okay? And who knows when it's going to catch up. If it will catch up, I think we might have stumped it. But in the meantime... Artificial intelligence? More like artificial idiot! There you go. AI, artificial idiot. Perfect. That's oh. actually a Steven Spielberg movie right there. Artificial idiot. That's really? his, that's his stoner... Co- no. AI, artificial intelligence is. Uh, I would love if he made a stoner uh, film called AI, artificial idiot. About a, a stoner robot. That'd be great. Yeah. Played by Seth Rogen. <laughs> that would be great. That needs it. God, we need, there's so many great stoner movies out there that have not been made yet, but they should. Let's be. get back to it, Hollywood. Come on. Quiggs and I, the Fly Purpley guys, we got you. Okay? We got all these ideas. Just come to us and give us the money, and we'll get them made. <laughs> That's all we need. Just give us some All money. we need is millions of dollars. That's all. Yeah. Not, not, I'll even I, like, you could give movie. me two million and I'll get it done. Yeah, I'd take a couple million. <laughs> I'd prefer a hundred, but let's not get, let's not get fucking, let's not get know. greedy, okay? Greedy. This is not the season. Yeah, we need to do that. It's the holiday season. It's not about greed. Okay, Scrooge. No, yeah. Listen, I don't need a lot of things, Steve. I'm a very giving person. I just want two million dollars. That's all I want. That's it's all I not want. a lot. Not a lot. It's it's a very small ask, in my opinion. Yeah, it's. I mean, whatever. Two million dollars and a hockey team that properly tanks, and I, we seem to be getting a team that is at least inadvertently tanking. So ten straight losses, hilarious. During the losing streak, the Flyers were allowing four point five goals a game, and they were scoring two goals a game. So just a, a perfect recipe for losing. That's actually better than I thought. Two goals a game. I actually, I legitimately thought that they were scoring less than that. It, it felt like one goal a game. Yeah. But as we've discussed before, 
there aren't really any scorers on this team currently. Everybody's hurt. Uh, Scott Lawton just came back, but again, not much of a scorer. Travis Connecty was leading right. the team in points no longer. Uh, he's hurt. Uh, he hopefully will be back soon, but who knows exactly when soon will be. Wade Allison, uh, again, puts up some points, not necessarily a huge scorer, but, you know, guy you want to see in the lineup. James Van Riemsdyk, that guy can score goals. You know, say what you will about James Van Riemsdyk, he can score goals. Hopefully, back pretty soon. Uh, again, take your time, bud. No rush. No rush at all. Cam Atkinson scores goals, too. Uh, take your time. He actually might be back this week. We'll see. Be nice to see Cam. We like Cam. I do like Cam. I before the season started, I kind of figured that like the two guys on the team that would be um, kind of the the scoring cornerstones would be Travis Konechny and Cam Atkinson. So hopefully, when Cam comes back, he's he's a hundred percent because I would sure hate to for this to be another Kevin Hayes situation like last season, where like he comes back and it's like yay he's back, and then he's back for like three games, and then he's all of a sudden hurt again. That would be nice, and it's been great seeing Kevin Hayes this year after all of his struggles last year because Kevin Hayes is one of the few guys who's – he's one of the few adults that's actually around to score goals right now and do stuff for the Flyers. So Kevin Hayes leading the team in scoring with 24 points in 23 games played, 8 goals, 16 assists. That's actually one of the few guys you can look at and say this is exactly what you want to see from Kevin Hayes. Now – What's odd to me is he's not playing first line center with all of the issues this team has. He's second line wing right now. And that's a little weird. Didn't expect that, but whatever works, I I guess. I think he's third line wing right now. (laughs) I was looking at the lines and pairings from the other day where it was the first line was Owen Tippett, Morgan Frost, and Kiefer Bellow. But I think that didn't end up happening, right? I think Bellow ended up playing on the fourth. I don't even know. This is all a mess. I believe so, yeah. But yeah, but like, Hayes, actually... Sedlak, and Joel Farabee. Tortorella actually had an interesting quote after the game in which the Flyers ended their 10-game losing streak. They beat the Islanders the other night. Uh, what was it? 4-3-1. 3-1. And basically, Tortorella said, he's trying away from the puck. I think he's in a better spot playing wing, where he just doesn't get as many opportunities as far as low coverage where there are some struggles in his game. So we're trying, a team that's starving for offense, I'm trying to take the pressure off of him defensively and being worried about all those situations low and let him work on his other part of his game. And I think it's really helped him. And he's also trying away from the puck. He's asking the questions. Um, Each night, it's different for me. Everybody thinks Kevin's in the doghouse. Kevin isn't in the doghouse. Kevin (laughs) needs to learn how to play the right way. And I think he's trying to do that. So he gets an opportunity tonight and scores a goal for us. He scored two goals, actually. As it turned out that, like, when we were saying that Kevin Hayes is a defensive specialist or defensive player, that we were completely wrong and he's just an untapped offensive potential right now? I mean, Kevin Hayes can, like, I've we've all seen him do some pretty cool stuff offensively. It's just like... It is weird that, like, you know, when they initially signed Kevin Hayes and when they traded for him, it was like he was lauded as, like, this two-way guy, and now all of a sudden he just can't play defense. It's interesting. It's weird, right? I'm kind of very confused by the fact that, again, this lineup is just devastated. They're 
they have very few legitimate top six players. Kevin Hayes is really Kevin Hayes and Joel Farabee are really the only two legitimate yeah. top six players. I, I maybe Owen Tippett, maybe, but yeah, I'd say he's he's developed into one. At the beginning of the season, he wasn't, but he yeah, has I since become yeah, yeah. But like you'd think, Kevin Hayes would be a lock for just first line center right now, and to not see him doing that is is weird. But this whole team's weird. This whole situation's weird. Yeah, no, it's a really weird. I mean, all the injuries, all everything. It's it's a it's a fucked up team right now, Steve. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. It's such a fucked up team. From the GM, it's pretty fucked up. And his brain worms to just like all of that, like everything about this team is all is all fucky. And um, at least, at least Kevin Hayes is, you know, he seems to be going with the punches. He seems to be just kind of, you know, he's not in an ideal situation, but he's saying all the right things. And who knows what'll end up happening? But yeah, it's. There's no predicting. You can't predict what's going to happen next with this team. There should be like some betting, like in Vegas. Like what? The, what will the Flyers' lines look like? I will tell you. I have lost. I have lost every bet I've placed on or against the Flyers this season. I I have lost every one of them this year because they are so unpredictable. It's infuriating. You can you never know what you're going to get, and like so tomorrow the Flyers face uh, Tampa. They're going to beat Tampa like 6-1, probably. <laughs> it's going to be fucking ridiculous. No one knows. The Forrest Gump of hockey teams. At least Forrest Gump is nice and fun. That's true. The Flyers aren't nice and fun. The Flyers are nice just like, I don't know what they are, but it's not, it's not as nearly, they're not nearly as endearing as Forrest Gump. That's it's very true. And Forrest Gump has an age 12, but neither of the Flyers. But... <laughs> It's like, for instance, also, they, they just have such a weird disconnect, too, with social media, for instance. Uh, earlier today, they posted, again, this is a team that just had a 10-game losing streak, okay? It's not the time to really be overly celebrating anything. And they did their Wallpaper Wednesday, and they did a Back to the Future theme, showing some of the younger players. Guys, with the straight-up Back to the Future logo... Guys, this is not the time, okay? This is not the no. time to be talking about, like, Back to the Future with, uh, let's see, Morgan Frost is in here, who, again, just got compared to a toilet seat. Carter Hart, I'll give you that one. Who else is in here? Sanheim? He's kind of in his prime. He's not really the future. And is that the bees? Faraby? Yeah, I'll give you Faraby. I'll give you Faraby and Carter Hart. Morgan Frost is compared to a toilet seat, and Sanheim is in his prime currently. So I... Tone deaf. Sanheim is in his prime and he's still very clearly lacking the trust of the head coach on the, like, like it's not great. None of it's great. It's all bad, but you know what? There's one important stat to remember. Okay. One important stat from our true leader on this team. There's no captain, but we all know who the captain should be. And that's Nick Delorier, who's leading the NHL. Oh. They have a league leader. Okay. Leading the NHL in fights with seven. Oh, wow. I'll be honest with you, Steve. Fuck that. Nick DeLore. <laughs> really no you shit, Sherlock. Be the of this team? You know who should be the captain of this team? Who's that? My man, Zach Mack. Zach McEwen needs to be the captain of this team. I agree with that. He's got the flow. He, He's got so, the... All right. He's got that dog in him, Steve. 
at the he beginning of the flyer of the Islanders game. Did you say no? He does not. <laughs> no, he's got that dog in him. He does. Oh, okay. He's got the flow. He's got the mustache. He, you know what? He could be the captain of this team because who gives a shit who's the captain of this team? Because the team sucks. I'll tell you what. In the at the beginning of the Flyers Islanders game, who dropped the gloves first? Not Nick Delorier. Zach McEwen. Zach Mack. He dropped the gloves first with Matt Martin, a very tough guy. That's some captain-like behavior right there, Steve. Yeah, Trying to but turn his you know team who, around. You know who got the baseball jersey, the Flyers-branded baseball jersey from Billy Baino at the end of the game? Billy Baino. <laughs> I can't even say any of this with a straight face. This is all absurd. This is just absurd. This is more absurd than our Meet Read AI program. The Flyers are such a meme of a team. A meme team. But Nick Delorier got the baseball jersey, the Billy Bino baseball jersey, and <laughs> took that bunting picture with it. <sighs> who gets the, like, who decides who gets the jersey? And why do they get, like, why Either the players or torts. One of, somebody. Somebody. I, I guess because, you know, he. Why Delorier gets it instead of McEwen. I don't understand why Nick Delorier is a Philadelphia Flyer. I don't understand why Nick Delorier can't groom his beard. He looks awful with that fucking beard. I am a a very pro beard man. It's a bad beard. He's got to, you know, do something with it, my guy. It's not good. Yeah. Like, I tried. He just looks crazed. Yeah. At the beginning of quarantine, I tried making the beard happen. I can't make the. I can't pull off a beard. I look like. I just look horrible. Um, <laughs> and so now I know I'm never going to grow a beard again. Um, I, I rock the baby face very well. I'm going to stick with it my whole life. There you go. Some people like but the like baby Nick face. Delorier, I'm not one that's, of them. Take a hint, Nick Delorier. Like that beard looks so stupid. Looks bad. It looks real bad. He just looks crazed and not in a good way. Yeah. Like Sidney Crosby, he also can't grow a beard, but at least his beard looks like beard hair. Like it looks like the hair that grows in his patchy ass beard. It looks like it's meant to be there. Delorier's hair does not look like it's supposed to be on his face. It's not great. It's just not. It's not the look. It ain't it. No. No. Well, I mean, he also ain't it, just in general. He, he ain't it. He's going to beat the shit out of us when he hears this. <sighs> Bring it on. I'll kick his ass. <laughs> He's going to be waiting for you in the locker room, just like Happy Gilmore's boss, all right? And I'll see you in the parking lot afterwards, Quigs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That would be awesome. I would honestly be honored if he tried to fight me. Could you imagine? I could. I could, and uh, th- like we're going to make it a reality, pal. Imagine, like, imagine I get, like, we get on next week's pod, and I'm doing it live from the hospital because Nick Delorier beat me up. Now, that, you mentioned wrestling earlier. That sounds like some straight-up, like, wrestling drama right there. <laughs> yeah, it does, honestly. Listen up, Fly Purpley fans. Steve Jaco coming to you live from the from Jefferson Hospital, where Ryan Quigley's been hospitalized by Nick Delorier, the destroyer. And then you like come up to my bedside. You have your mic. You come up to my bedside. It's like, how are you feeling, Ryan? And I'm just like, I can't talk. And I'm just like, this sucks. 
And then all of a sudden, fucking from behind a curtain, Nick Delorier just like elbow drops me like Hulk Hogan. And then he starts beating the shit out of me. He rolls me and my hospital dead down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I'm hoping that Phil Matz can pop out of somewhere with a folding table or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Bill, Bill would just like show up with all these weapons. If anybody's going to show chair. up to be the perfect like wrestling foil in this situation, it's Bill Matz. Oh, yeah. 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 We're just picking rivalries at this point. We're picking it. All right, yeah. listen. We need an update. What's what's the AI doing? Do we have anything? It's not doing anything. It's still drawing its picture. We broke it. We broke that shit. We absolutely broke that shit with Meat Reed. It has no idea what to do. <laughs> and then and then your next one, and we don't have to do this today, but it should be Picture of Claude Giroux in a walking boot. (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. That would be very good. A picture that, of course, Randy J. Miller captured so so elegantly a few years ago. (laughs) Uh, And if anybody, I'm sure there's a few people who might not know what we're talking about here, but Randy J. Miller used to be one of the notorious Flyers beat writers back in the day. And there's an all-time picture where he... He says, here's, here's a picture of Claude Giroux in a walking boot. And it's a picture of Claude Giroux behind a receptionist desk. You can only see him from the torso up. And he looks just very confused and very irritated that Randy J. Miller is taking a picture of him. And you sure as shit can't see a walking boot. No, you cannot. There's literally an entire front desk like in the way. Um, if you want to see the... Uh... The picture we are referring to, you can go to uh, Scott T's Twitter account. He's a uh, NHL, NHL Flyer. Flyer. <laughs> go to at NHL Flyer, and that's the photo. All you see is Claude. <laughs> I laugh every time. Claude is just like looking directly at the camera like, what the fuck are you looking at? Why are you taking a photo of me? And the guy thinks he's getting this amazing scoop. He's like... Right here, exclusive, Claude Giroux in a fucking walking boot. And you literally cannot see any boot. It's, it's Randy so J. Miller, man. One of the uh, the great all-time taken to the beach <laughs> subjects right there. Taking it to <laughs> the beach. The Flyers, like, the Flyers beat from, like, 20, like, Basically, 09. The 2000s was so funny, yeah. Yeah, like eight, like oh eight, oh nine until pretty recent history. Now it's pretty normalized, but it was yeah. a shit show for a while. Like the Flyers now have like, like the people covering the Flyers are now like, for the most part, very smart people. But for years, it was just a bunch of meathead. Well, just a lot of like old school reporters just trying to get scoops and stuff like that. Like Tim Panaccio is definitely an old school sports reporter right there. And yeah. man, some of the CB. rivalries he had <laughs> CB got to get his, got to get his Dr. P on. And Oh my God, I miss Panaccio all the time on the beat. He was such a ridiculous character and his Barolo always sweetened about his wine, Barolo and CB who was his wife. And you can guess what CB stands for. And <laughs> I, I miss it. I mean, he had rivalries like he had kind of a friendly rivalry with Chris Pronger. Uh, he had a not so friendly rivalry with Nick Shurtev, Nikolai Shurtev. Do you remember Nick Shurtev? Uh, so I never that was before my time of being a fan, but I know who he is. Yeah. 
because uh, so you weren't until the penguin season so this was the season before you really got on board before the the penguin yeah. series that crazy one okay yeah so nick jurdev was a guy that basically you know this is oversimplifying it but the the flyers basically got rid of simone gagne and his contract to sign nick jurdev who is a guy who could score a ton of goals, but he didn't play any defense and he was a real pain in the ass in the locker room. And Nick Shardev scored like 15 goals in a short amount of time, but he was a real pain in the ass and he got cut from the team like late in the year. And I just remember Panaccio having a tweet, something like, uh, Zhirdev just said something to me about the Russian mob and sped off in a limo. <laughs> Why the fu- why is this such an unhinged team? Like it's always unhinged. Whether it's the media people, whether it's the players, like it's yeah, it's so fucking funny. Let me give you like it goes back to Ed Snyder, but it also goes back to the city of Philadelphia, which city of Philadelphia is the most unhinged city in the United States. It is just a, a wild place, and with greased poles and Santa Claus stories and all that stuff. Listen, he was it was a drunk Santa Claus. It was a long time ago. Let's stop talking about it. But it, it's a wild place, okay? And wild things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things happen. Great Bad things, things happen. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Happen. Lots of things happen in yeah. Philadelphia. And bad things happen to the Philadelphia Flyers in Philadelphia in particular. And just Ed Snyder and his personality, his very strong personality as an owner and CEO and president of the team, not president of the team, he was never president. What am I talking about? But, you know, having that strong personality, a lot of stuff comes from that. And just that's Flyers hockey, baby. It's unhinged. Yeah. I, I and In some ways it is fun that it's unhinged, but like, Lately, it's been unhinged in a very, very miserable way. Oh, it's it's been miserable for a bit. But we had one small, small season, half season of uh, of relief from that. And we really enjoyed Big Al and the Ass Crew God, for that, a little bit. And then COVID happened. The season was so fun. Like, 1920. of course, as soon as the Flyers become good, Literally a worldwide historic pandemic happens. And it's just like, it's the Flyers. It's their fault. They summoned COVID-19. It's true. There's no denying this fact, this very real fact. And now we're talking about the torts meter. We're talking about toilet seats. And we're generating AI images of meat read. That's the point we're at. Still nothing for that thing, huh? Nothing. I am staring Boo. at it, waiting for God something damn. to happen. Goddamn meat read. Well, you know, it is what it is. But folks, thanks so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Spotify wrapped came out today. And I know not everybody has a Spotify, but a lot of you do. And thank you to all the people who whose number one or top five podcast was BSH Radio. There are a bunch of people, you know, they'll shout out the accounts and everything. We'd love to hear that, love to retweet and like that stuff. So if you did have BSH Radio in your top five, please let us know. We'd love to hear that stuff. Uh, Mine was, my number one was definitely BSH Radio. And it it definitely was not a white noise podcast that I played on vacation at various times to help me sleep. (laughs) And it just happened to be number one because it played for eight plus hours every time it was on.
I can conf- very comfortably say that uh, BSH was my number one. I, I listened to pretty much like two podcasts, and that's BSH and uh, who, what else? I, uh, Birds with Friends from The Athletic. Birds with Friends is good stuff. Yeah, they do a good job. But like, that's it. Like, I, I listened pretty much to those two podcasts, and BSH, I don't even, I, I should have looked how many minutes. Um, I've spent, but I've listened to every BSH radio, obviously every flight verbally, um, everything we do, like it's, it's insane. The amount of minutes that we've spent putting together some content. Well, I believe every fly verbally from the past year is a hundred thousand hours, which is actually down because it used to be 200,000 hours a year. We're going to have to make it a million hours a year, Steve. We're going to have to get back to it. So I guess we're just going to have to keep going and 10 hour talk episodes. about <laughs> Yeah, ten hour. Got to get back to those ten hour episodes. <laughs> My sleep has been it. so much better. I I know there. I've definitely heard from listeners in the past who really love the extraordinarily long ones, and I I love putting those together because they get super weird and loopy. But it's been better for my sleep and better for my overall sanity to not have as many of those. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh man, I was so loopy your, for a while. Who are your? Uh... Your top Spotify people? <laughs> My top Spotify podcast ended up being a white noise podcast. I'm not even kidding. It was a white noise podcast. My top two were white noise podcasts no. that I put on in hotel rooms. No, I mean like your artists. Oh, my artists. So this was hilarious that Spotify's telling me you're an adventurer. Like that was my personality type was the adventurer. You're always looking for new stuff. Oh yeah, and told me that too. Dude, my, my fucking artists are like all from the 90s or, like, early 2000s. Like, <laughs> my top five is, like, Pearl Jam, uh, the Foo Fighters, Jimmy World, <laughs> Arcade Fire. Fire. Like, these are, there aren't new bands. I was cracking up. Like, I'm not an adventurous. I'm nostalgic, if anything. Move on, buddy. That's what they should have told me. I feel like a lot of people got that. Like, you're an adventurer. Like, reach for the stars. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Try somebody new instead of the same playlist every day. It's yeah, not the no. same playlist every day. I'm not that guy. Like, there are people that yeah. will listen to literally the same thing over and over. But I I do have habits, for sure. But <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not adventurous, guys. I, I am just very... Like, I listen to some indie rock since the year 2000. And I listen to a lot of grunge and I listen to this, uh, my fair share of classic rock. Like that's, I'm not really adventurous with my music. I wish I was a little bit more adventurous. I'm really not. I have gotten very adventurous over the years, but I still gravitate towards like alternative and all that. Yeah. And I know people are, are by the way, appalled and shocked that my top five was not limp biscuit, corn, stained, <laughs> Kid Rock, and let's say Godsmack. See, throw another Seether, Lincoln Park. No, see, see, even Seether is actually a bridge too far for me. I, I never even like. I don't think I've ever listened willingly to a full Seether song. What do they even do? Do they do that one song that's like? A, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing it. No, I'm not gonna sing it. I don't. I don't it's even know too... Seether, but I, I like. I'll willingly admit that I own multiple Linkin Park albums and Godsmack. And I think I own, yeah, I, I own multiple stained albums and 
I think I own multiple corn. I'm not sure. I don't own any Limp Biscuit albums. That is the truth there. I was never a big Limp Biscuit head. Although, for shits and giggles, I did listen to, uh, what was it? Was it to Nookie the other day? I hadn't listened to Nookie in a long time. And I was like, oh, oh my God. God, this fucking song. Yeah. Come on, the Nookie. So you can take that cookie. That's so bad. That's so bad. We actually started off the night talking about corn, though, because it, when you we started up our Google Meet to do this, you came on. And what did you say when you got on? I honestly. Oh, I said, uh, are you ready? Like DX from the WWE. So you were doing WWE and I'm not a big wrestling guy. I don't really know wrestling. And me, me I either. thought you I were doing, well, I've never been a big wrestling guy, period. Uh, I, weirdly yeah. in middle school, I hung out with most of the wrestling kids. I actually, I think that's going to make, that's going to check a lot of boxes for people. I hung out with a lot of the wrestling kids, but I was never into it myself. But I thought you were doing the Jonathan Davis corn. Are you ready? <laughs> so I, you know, I, I don't listen to new metal as much as I uh, used to back in the day, but it never leaves me. The new metal never leaves me. No, of course not. Yeah. Got to stick to the bit. Got to have commitment to the bit. It's so weird. Freak on a leash, man. When I showed that to Eamon, I thought Eamon was going to lose his mind because that video is so weird. It makes me uncomfortable like i fucking hate that video it's really <laughs> like even it ruined corn i can't listen to corn that ruined corn yeah i don't like corn that? oh kelly's kelly's not gonna like that i'm not, i do not like they have that one song coming on dawn which i can get down with but wow there you go okay i mean again i haven't really regularly listened to these bands in a while been a while been a while. Did I listen to new metal bands? Oh, stained. Oh, stained. What a band. What a time. Oh, but speaking no. of new metal bands, if you want a good new metal band, they're all, these guys aren't really new. They've been around for a little while, but there's, there's wait, this wait. instrumental. Are you saying a good uh, new metal band or a good new metal band? NU. Oh, NU like or NEW? NEW. Okay. Because I don't know if there's such thing as a good new metal band, NU. No, Lincoln Park was good. They had their moments. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a there's a there's an instrumental metal band called Russian Circles and they go fucking hard as hell. So if you want some good Russian some good metal circles. in your life, that's who you got to listen to. Russian Circles. That's a that's a name. It's a name, but they go hard. They're really good. All right. Good to know. Good to know right there. How about you? Any surprises in your your top five artists that you were listening to? Uh, let's see. It's no, all Kelly Clarkson, right? Number one. Oh, easily Kelly Clarkson by like a million minutes. Yeah. Um, the, the From Justin <laughs> to Kelly soundtrack. Number Yeah. Number one for me was the OCs. They're my favorite band. They're a punk band from California. They're awesome. They're super fun. Um, two was a band called Chon, which is coincidentally an instrumental band. Um, and they shred on the guitar. They're so, so talented. 
Three Julius. No lyrics Shapiro. for Quiggs. Um, he is not here in lyrics. He's not here for it. I'm not here for it. Yeah. Uh, Julia Shapiro. She's a up and coming artist, I believe from Washington state. She's fantastic. I saw her open up for, uh, um, uh, Oh God, Kurt Vile in Richmond a couple months ago. So that was cool. Oh, nice. Four is this punk band called no pressure that I swear to God. They are like the second coming of blink 182. They sound almost identical to blink 182 circa like the take off your pants and jacket era. Um, there's no five, pressure. Knuckle puck. Knuckle puck. Gotta love, gotta love knuckle puck. Oh, right. I love the name. I love the name at the very least. Oh, See, not right. too many surprises. Not too many surprises. Okay. I mean, again, I didn't have any surprises. All just the same old shit. Uh, no new shit here. I wonder what my dad's would be. It would be like Marshall Tucker and fucking Molly Hatchet. Molly Hatchet. That is a dad band right there. He's from upstate New York. He's never seen okay. the state Alabama. But he would fucking die for Leonard Skinner. Hey, you know, he, he, people just connect with certain music. It's just how it is. My dad's never seen England, yeah. but he loves Led Zeppelin. That's a good point. <laughs> it's a great point. I guess, I guess with Led Zeppelin, though, you have to say he's never been to Middle Earth. <laughs> he loves Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, really. Ah, when the baby breaks. Oh, dude. I love me some stuff. Guarantee. Oh, <laughs> we're, it, that was another thing we were doing pre-show. We were just doing ACDC. We were just singing ACDC. ACDC voice back and forth. Power yeah. I'm coming now like a hurricane. Fire. Fire. The thing about... The thing about ACDC voice, and I've never understood how Bon Scott did it. I've never understood how, oh my God, who's the more recent guy? By more recent, I mean the guy who's been their singer since 1982 or whatever. Brian Johnson, is it? Brian Johnson, yeah, yeah. Brian Johnson, yeah. So I I don't understand how Brian Johnson does does it. Like, that voice is impossible. I don't really understand. But I guess that's why... Tea, booze, and cigarettes exist? Cigarettes not good for your throat, but they all smoke a ton. I don't know. I don't know what to say. For some reason, I feel like Brian Scott... No, I'm not. I'm actually not sure about this at all, so I'm not going to say it. I was going to say, for some reason... <laughs> you also said like Brian Scott. You, com- you combine Bon Scott and Brian Johnson. Or Brian Johnson. <laughs> oh, speaking of combining names, let's see how Meat Reed's doing. Yeah, this is not going to oh happen, God. Steve. Not going to happen, motherfucker. All right, listen, gonna we're, I'm going to try it on my end while I'm editing the show. And if I can come okay, up with perfect. a proper meat read simulation through an AI generator, I know this fads from like three months ago, but we're, we're jumping on it today. I will post it along with the handy torts meter that I came up with earlier today. Your, your tort, your torts annoyance guide. And I'll put that up. I'll put that on the Instagram and the Twitter and I will put up if I find Meat Read, and I'm going to find this just horrifying one that we had already generated, where we've got what might be a meat crowd looking the octopus <laughs> flyers on in their mini arena. Truly just wild. an image for the that, times. I was not expecting that to happen. Weird, wild stuff. But yeah, 
you can find that all on Twitter at FlyPerbole, on Instagram at FlyPerbole, and I still don't know what the hell to do with our TikTok, but it is there. Quigs, where can people find you on social? Ah, man. Find me on social at Ryan Quiggs with a Z. Oh, wow. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. It was weird to do that out of order, but you know what? The time was right, and it made sense, so that's what happened. Folks, we thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you all. Stay safe out there, and until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 w